Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to the League of Extraordinary Paranormal Women. I'm Amy, and I am getting Christy on the line right now. Hey, Christy, are you there? I'm here. Hi, Amy. How are you? Pretty good. Good. Um, How was your weekend? It was great. Went to a concert, sat under the sun. It was really fun. How was yours? Mine was great, too. I went to a concert, different concert, though, <laughs> and I people watched. It wasn't as big as probably what you went to, because I know you went to see Chicago, right? Yeah, I went to go see America in Chicago, and actually, don't hurt me, all Chicago fans. I thought America was better than Chicago, So, but it was really good. We had fifth row seats. I felt like a million bucks. I, could, I got the spit from their trumpets. It was wonderful. <laughs> well, we went to see, um, my husband was in a band in high school, and one of the guys from the band, um, he kind of is making a name for himself around this area. It's called Sex and Patriotism. In fact, they're on MySpace. It's uh, Sex and Patriotism, um, whatever the last part of MySpace is. Is it MySpace.com? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're kind of like along um, America. They're rock. Well, not America. They're kind of like Guns N' Roses. They're you know like a hard rock type thing. Oh, okay. Okay. I like Guns N' Roses. I saw Guns N' Roses last time they were in town too. They were actually really good. Oh, cool. I haven't gone yeah. to see a concert in a long time, like a big time concert. Yeah, I'm really lucky. My husband works for um, a company where they have a suite to the different venues, and um, oftentimes no one just nobody wants to go to the concert, so we get the concert tickets. So we saw Rod Stewart, and we've seen some big acts, those that he just sort of dragged me to, and I reluctantly, there's a 10-year difference between my husband and I, and we were like, you know, half the time I'm like, I really don't want to see these people, and then I'm like, all right, I'm in love with Rod Stewart now, you know, I'm buying every CD. <laughs> So, you know, they're better live than they are on the radio. Yeah. Well, we're both going to see OzFest different, you know, you have the pavilion and I have the lawn seats, but I'm pretty excited about that. I know. I know. I'm pretty excited about to see Ozzy. I saw him when I was about 12, 13 years old and um, when he was with Motley Crue. So, gosh, I'm really dating myself. But, yeah. So, yeah. I've never seen him. Yeah. yeah, I don't even remember. I was way, way too young. I was really just way too young. I, I don't remember the whole. I think I was just sort of, you know, in the moment of, oh, my gosh, I'm seeing a concert. Yeah. But I'm excited. That's pretty cool. Well, I'm pretty excited about tonight's show. We have um, Gabrielle from Eastern Paranormal. She's going to be talking to us about the law of attraction. Isn't that exciting? My favorite topic. I love it. I'm so so excited, and I hope that we have lots of listeners because I think the law of attraction can change so many people's lives once they know how to utilize it. So I'm excited to talk to her. Well, let's talk about her before we bring her on. Um, Gabrielle is a psychic medium, and she's also the founder of Eastern Paranormal. Uh, she's written a book. It was called The book was called The Book of Thomas, A Guide for Life and the Afterlife. And she tells me she's working on another book. I think she said it was about portals or veils or something like that. I'm really excited. She's going to tell us about that book. And um, also, you know what? She's up for some major awards at the 2007 Paranormal Awards. Did you hear about that? I did know that. I did vote for her, too. I'm pretty excited that she really needs to give herself a pat on the back for that because there was some tough competition out there. No doubt. She was up against the likes of Art Bell, Tap, Shadowlands, and also A Haunting, which is my favorite TV show. Um, It's on Discovery. It's a really good show, but... I mean, I watched it last night. That was my favorite day. I love it. It's like so super spooky. I had clients over, and what I have them do is sit on the couch and relax while I'm reading for the other one, and that was on. And I said, you know what? You're going to sit here and watch it. (laughs) I was trying to get other people on board with it. That's great. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, and so if you want to vote for her, which I, I mean, her organization, she's a hard worker, and um, she deserves to win. She was up for Best Research website. 
of 2006 and Best Ghost Hunting Organization. And you can go over to www.ghostworldconference.com forward slash paranormalawards.shtml. And, you know what sets her apart, too, Amy, is that she comes across as, and, and the listeners will hear, she's very professional. She takes oh, yeah. this line of work extremely serious. It's not all fun and games like you see a lot of other people out there, you know, how they take it and how you can, it's very immature. You know, there's a lot of them yeah. that's very immature. And it's, she just comes across as just being very mature with the whole thing, very intelligent. Not only that, but she's very positive, too. She's really positive with her work. And um, she's going to talk about some of that tonight. Um, she sent me some EVPs that, you know, when she goes out into the field, she tries to ask spiritual questions and positive questions. And as a result, she gets positive answers. <laughs> Oh, I'm really excited to hear those. Okay, well, let's see if I can't get her on the line. I'm going to click and see if she's there. Hey, Gabrielle, can you hear us? Hey, I sure can, Amy. How are you tonight? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fine, and how are you, Chrissy? I'm fantastic. I'm I'm so glad you can join us. I'm really excited about tonight. Well, thank you. I was trying, when we talked about me doing the show, I wanted to somehow bring the spiritual in with the with the esoteric, with the paranormal, and so with, I just thought that it was a good subject to to talk on and try to blend the two. I always try to blend the two. Yeah, well, yeah, I get an awful lot of messages too. You know, asking what the heck is law of attraction? You know, how can I utilize it? So <laughs> I sent like all these messages to the people who kept sending me emails and said, you know what, listen to tonight's show because Gabrielle will be able to help explain it much better than I do. So. Well, the law of attraction is basically about the fact that we're all under one infinite power. Thus, we're all governed by one universal law, you know, by universal laws. And so it gives us all the same chances on the planet. Now, there's always going to be people who are out there negative, well, I was born to a poor family, or that's a lot of BS, I don't have this, I don't have that. But that's not true. Um, The law of attraction really works. I've been practicing it most of my life. And I've known people who were born in horrible, horrible poverty and have rose up to be great, great individuals. And they did it by using the law of attraction, by using positive affirmations, by using positive thinking in their lives. And because this is a paranormal show, you guys are primarily paranormal. This is the League of Extraordinary Paranormal Women. I thought that I would take it from the EVP standpoint. Anybody listening to this show should know what an EVP is. Um, electronic voice phenomenon, but <clears throat> I started taking my EVPs in the early 90s, and I've taken tons of EVPs, and I've never gotten a negative one. We've went to jails, hospitals, factories, private homes, historic haunts. I've never got a belligerent, cursing EVP, but it's a phenomenon that is sweeping the field. A lot of people are getting cursing you know, EVPs, but people, and a lot of people ask me, what do you do before you get your EVPs? Well, it's really simple. I pray. I require that my members all pray before any investigation. I don't care if they're Wiccan. I don't care if they're Buddhist. They pray in their own faith. Um, It's just a really strict requirement because I believe you get back what you send out. And I ask that spirits only come back to us in love and in light. Thus, we've never gotten a bad EVP. <laughs> and I try to keep EVPs yeah. that I loaded up. So let me know when you want me to play it. Okay, I try to, I'm trying to keep my EVP questions more on the spiritual nature, asking about what life's like over there, you know, why are they there, um, <clears throat> what they do over there, um, about re- things about reincarnation, those kind of things that, that interest me. And so the two EVPs I sent you, I was trying to remember, the one I think I asked the lady, I asked the person, it was a man, and he said, I asked him, what level are you on? And he says, one, do you want to play that one? Sure, let's see if I have it up okay. at two. I have it up at 200% because okay. I wasn't sure how loud. So if I blow people's ears out, I apologize. And if it's not loud enough, let me know and I'll play it louder, okay? Here we go. Is that loud enough? I can't hardly hear because I'm on the phone, but the other people might can hear. Try it one more time. Okay, I'm putting it up. 
to 400. Okay. If we can. No, that's not the right one. That was the other one, but we'll go ahead and tell what that one is. That is the one where I asked her why she was on the level she's on because there's different levels over there. There's different levels of heaven. There's different astral levels, whatever you believe. And I asked her why she was where where she was, and her her reply was, it's about choices we all make. It's about choices we made in life or something to that effect. And so you can go ahead and play that. That's what she's saying in that EVP. Okay. Do you want me to play the level one or the plain one? I'm sorry. I got confused. You can play that one I just explained, um, the one you had been playing. Uh Okay. And so that is what she's saying there. And in the other EVP I sent you, I asked him what level he was on, and he says one. Okay. This is the plain one. Yeah. He says one in a whisper. Let me play that one one more time. Okay. Okay. So whether one is good or bad, it's debatable. So <laughs> whether it's the lowest or the highest, that that's debatable. But um, obviously he answered my, my question. And so in other words, when you send out you know, what you get back. Likes attract the likes, so you change your your thoughts, you change your life, you change your questions, you change your EVPs. <laughs> so That's how, awesome. That really is awesome. Uh-huh. How can somebody change, say they're negative in their thought patterns, what do they do to change that to make it a more positive spin? Because what you're saying is what you put out, you get back. So if you're thinking negative all the time, then you're going to get negativity back. And if you're thinking positive, you're going to get positive back. So how does somebody change things? Well, basically, there's three ways that we would change our thoughts to manifest positive things in our life. Um, The first thing would be through prayer and meditation and affirmations. Um, We... We ask for what we want into our life. You know, we envision it. We use visualization. So we do that through prayer, meditation, and affirmations. The second way is that we believe in what we ask for. There's no point in asking for something if you don't believe you're going to get it. And you go ahead ahead of time and you give thanks for it. You claim it and you give thanks for it. The third thing you do is, once again, once you've actually received it, you give thanks for it, and you do good works with it. Um, where much is given, much is required in life. Um, you, As a parent, most of us can relate. If we have two children, one is very responsible with their money, we give them money, and they culture it, and we see it grow, we're more apt to give them more money. If we have one who blows it on everything, then we're a lot more cautious about how we give that person money, are we not? Oh, yeah. And it's the same way with universal law. So we're much as, as given, much as required. So gratitude is a powerful process in our lives. Everything um, that we give thanks for, we, when we give thanks, we're doing good works for others but also for ourselves. Anytime we help others, we help ourselves by raising our vibration. Um, every life starts you know, here on the planet with a good goodness and a pureness, and we're all on the basic same level, and it really is what we make it. You understand what I'm saying? And it's about through through positive thought, thought, positive speech. And this goes back as parents. We want to say positive, encouraging things to our children. We don't want to tell them they're stupid. We don't want to tell them they're ugly. You understand what I'm saying? We want to nurture them with with growth and with love. Okay. And yet, if I understand correctly, um, a lot of people misinterpret the law of attraction as just plain positive thinking. And yes, it is positive thinking, but like you said, it takes the affirmations, it takes the raising of the vibration to a different level. So what do you tell people who say, you know, I'm positive, I'm a positive person, and I'm doing my affirmations, and yet I'm still, the world is still throwing me the negative. What do you tell clients um, or uh-huh. Well, it's not just that. It's also about the way that you feel. Um, say you've been a very negative person most of your life, 
and you start doing positive thinking, positive affirmations, positive visualization, it's not going to happen for you in one day. You didn't get to the person you are in one day, and that person's not going to leave in one day. But if you look at yourself three and six months down the road and you look back, you will see that you've made great strides in your life. You go a year, and it's usually a phenomenal difference in your life. You understand? Um, where you are today in life really depends on where you were in the past. It depends on your thoughts in the past because thoughts are magnetic. They have a frequency. Again, this goes back to EVPs. If you send out the right frequency, then you get back the right frequency. If you send back the wrong frequency, what happens? You get back the lower level entities. You get back lower thoughts. You get back a lower lifestyle. You understand? Yeah. But don't you think the universe has certain things I mean, that we need to learn, and so it's going to send us things that are going to help us grow and develop, and if it's something that might not be too comfortable, what, with the law of attraction, is there any way to help yourself get through that type of... Absolutely, and I'll just give you some examples. One person can be diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, let's say. Another person can be diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. The one person can go out and they can talk about it with other people. They can live right. They can, you know, be a shining example, push forward, try new new therapies and whatnot. The other person can can stay medicated out, feel sorry for themselves. Usually, the person, the first person we mentioned, the the A person. If you look 10, 15 years down the road, they're not in a wheelchair and they're still working. The other person is on Social Security and in very poor health. There, it really is in life about what you... Bad things happen to good people. I mean, it does. But how we handle it really determines the kind of person we become. Do you understand what I'm saying? It, if life was always great and always wonderful we and perfect, we would never remember the good times because everything would be the same. It is the bad times in our life. It's the darkest seas that we sail that determines who we become and how we handle them. And that's truly what I believe we add to the Godhead experience. That's oh, absolutely. a good message. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's wonderful. And I, you know, I'll take me for instance, I won't go too long, but I've been diagnosed with cancer three times. Mm-hmm. And each time I've told the doctor, I don't feel it within me. I'm going to fight it. You know, yeah, I'm still going to go with your treatments. And each time I've never had to go to the point of having chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. Because I do feel positive. I do do the affirmations. I do fight it. And I know that, like, the secret is getting an awful lot of, of um, criticism right now because mm-hmm. people aren't paying their bills because they're saying, oh, the money's just going to come through. And there's, <laughs> you know, and that's really scary. But, you know. That's really so stupid. Much, well, there's, you know, there's some really dumb people out there. That's what it all comes down to. And it's not, you know, and I just felt really agitated when I heard that because the other thing that, and I, and I know a lot of people have watched The Secret, but one of the tidbits in there is this lady who had breast cancer, and she said she was not going to go with the normal treatment. She was going to fight it on her own. Well, that was, you know, they were not telling you not to seek, you know, medical treatment. They were just giving an example of how you can, you know, use the law of attraction in the universe to fight things such as cancer, you know, with positive thinking. And um, so the law of attraction is taking some some beatings right now. Mm-hmm. Some, Christy, for it, those that don't know about the secret, like me, <laughs> what is the secret? The secret, and Gabriel could probably explain that better than I can. The secret is, it's actually the law of attraction. It was a book put out by, oh. I think her name is what, and a, and a DVD by Rhonda Byrne. Is mm-hmm. that, is that mm-hmm. And Jack Canfield and several others hopped on the wagon that they were also teaching this inspirational, motivational type of a thing. But the law of attraction has been around for years and years and years. These people are, they're not taking credit, but they're getting the credit for it, which I just find, you know, funny. And, yeah, they're getting a lot of money off of this, so the law of attraction is working their way. 
but um, it's been around forever. Uh-huh. You know who you ladies need to ask to be on your show is Dr. Lewis Turry. Um, I need to order his latest book, but he did a book that is, I want to say it's Beyond the Secret or something, but it's probably called something else. It seems like he changed the name of it. But it it takes it a step further, and he discusses that you can't just sit on your couch and be a couch potato and and expect this to work because, you know, he came to this to the States penniless. He was homeless. I think he had like $20 or something, and look at where he is today. And he is a phenomenal example of the law of attraction in action and he is somebody you guys should have on to speak about him i've i've had him on to speak about it and he's phenomenal with it well i love, right, I'd love to talk to him mm-hmm. uh-huh. he's well, great to, um i'm going to open up the phone lines uh if anyone wants to call in and ask gabrielle or christy because she seems to know a lot about the law of attraction she always every week she sends me something in my email <laughs> uh, something positive and you know that's what i love about christy is she's very positive and uh, that's what i love about gabrielle too is you're very positive you're upbeat you know i mean i'm sure you have your problems and tribulations but you don't let it pull you into the murk and the mud absolutely but, and that's how i think i came on here to talk about that me and you were talking about a trial that you had been through yeah. and i was like just girl just do not let it get it get you down because people who behave this way and do these kind of things karma has a way of nipping them in the bud and sure enough it, it did for you did. <laughs> okay <laughs> give that phone number out All if right. anyone has any questions for gabrielle it's 646 478 Five four four five. Again, that's six four six four seven eight five four four five. And if you have any questions or if you have any, you know, um, success stories with the yeah. law, yeah, we'd love to hear about it. And um, so go ahead. <laughs> um, the one thing, and I have this quote on my, I have a vision board. So I love my vision board, and I know a lot of people have them, you know, what I want to actually happen in the end. And this is a quote that I'm going to chew up the person's name, but it oh, – I said I lost you there for a second. I'm sorry, Amy. Um, it says, throw your dreams into space like a kite. You do not know what it will bring back, a new life, a new friend, a new love, a new co- country. It's like by a nay-nin. And it's just – I just absolutely love – seeing that symbolism of throwing that kite up into the universe and whatever comes, you know, to you. Uh, An example of the way that visualization, the law of attraction works, is when I purchased my home, the home that I live in now, I was in the process of selling my other home and I was going to move to Tennessee. I was going to move away from North Carolina. And we were out driving around one day and I kept having a dream about a house. It was this house. It was this exact house. But I thought that it was in Tennessee. <laughs> and anyhow, i seen it and it was empty. I was like, oh my God, that's a house. And we were lost. We were like 40 miles from the town we lived in and we were lost. And I was like, this this is where we're going to live. And my husband's like, we can never afford a home like this. It's 11 rooms. It's an old mansion, your southern mansion. The repairs would be astronomical. They're going to want $100,000 for this home. Da, 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 da. So I went and got a Polaroid and took a Polaroid picture of the house and wrote my house and put it on the refrigerator. I went and got the tax records on the house and contacted the owners. And we made an absurdly low price on there and on the pri- on the pri- on the picture I put the price of what I was willing to offer for the house which was about a quarter of what we were expecting to have to give for the house and so it was um 19 days later we heard from them they accepted our offer and every morning I would look at that picture and I would kiss it and I would say that's going to be my house and it's 11 years later my house is totally paid for and I own it free and, <laughs> I mean, I don't know free, but, I mean, it's own. You know, we paid for it. Right, And that right. was a perfect example of how you manifest something in your life. And at the time, my husband was like, oh, my God, how on earth could we afford such a monstrosity that needs so much work? It had to be rewired. It had to be replumbed. It had to be re-sheetrocked. But it was so worth it. And um, it's a perfect example of how we manifest things in our lives. 
Well, I guess now, I have you... something like that, too, because I have a dream board that's by my bed for Haunted Hillsdale, the documentary, and all the things that I want it to go, you know, I want it to be picked up by a film festival, I want it to win some awards, and so I have all that up on there, and I look at it every morning and every night, and I just visualize it, and I told Christy that I visualize myself sitting in, um, on Conan O'Brien and Jimmy Kimmel and places like that because I just love those guys. And one day I just would love to be sitting there talking about one of my projects with them. Uh-huh. Well, that's a great way to do it. And, I mean, that I mean that is a kind of monetary one that I gave you. But on a personal level, I've had several health issues. And, you know, I've always just put it up in prayer and just and claimed the healing ahead of time. And I had a really bad lump in my breast, and it had me really scared. And I've had it happen a couple of times now, and then they dissolved. And, um, you know, I put it up in prayer and claimed it, and it, it worked out. It was really fine. I had been here painting and was on a ladder and kept stre- stretching barefoot. It is a very dumb thing to do. Don't get on ladders barefoot, people. <laughs> and it had been working for hours. And the next morning I got up and my feet were so sore, you know, I just couldn't walk. And I thought, well, this is crazy. You know, I pulled a muscle on my feet. It just got worse and worse. So I went to the podiatrist and my muscle had pulled away from my bone. And he, he told me that I would have to have my heels operated on. There was nothing else that they could do. My heels would have to be operated on. And I said, well, you just don't know me, buddy. And, and, so I kept praying about it. I went ahead and scheduled the surgery. And the morning before I was supposed to have the surgery, I got up, I put my feet on the ground, and they were better. And I went back, and he told me I was very fortunate because he had never seen anyone that did not have to have surgery to have that repaired. But I prayed. I actually did a fast for that. And I just, you know, I was just so determined that God was going to heal me of that, and he did. And that's just a perfect example of of the law of attraction. I just kept praying about it and claiming it, and it happened. Well, Louise Hayes, she's a famous um, positive law of attraction. I think she she has some books um, about the power of love, and she had cancer, and she... um, she did the affirmations and the positive thoughts, and she, she. I love listening to her because you know, I think she is. Doesn't she talk about the law of attraction, Louise Hayes? You know who I'm talking about? Yes, I do. I believe she does. Yeah, she does, Amy. Um, she's another inspirational type of a person that um, it's just it's it makes you almost glow. You know, when yeah. you're around somebody who practices it, you almost want to, you know, get into that energy because it just it makes you feel good all over and it makes you inspired too. And I think that that's part of, you know, the universe. You know, you you also give back and you, and you have to give back too because that's part of the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think it was Buddha who said that what you become is an, is the result of what you have thought. And that is so true because our bodies are like a big transmission tower and our brain and our thoughts are like the signals that we send out. So if we send out positive signals, what's going to come back to us and what we're going to receive in our channels are going to be, you know, good pictures, good things, good signals. You understand? Yes. Now, what happens if you're having a bad day, though? What happens if, I mean, because everyone's going to have a bad day. I don't want everyone to say, oh, this sounds, you know, really hokey. Um, I think that the universe gives us, you know, some credit. Say, okay, you're having a bad day. Okay, well, we'll take those negative, you know, thoughts that you're having and erase them. But I tend to say, stop. You know, I try to do some sort of a, um, an actual physical action to stop when I'm having a negative thought so that it won't get put out into the universe. Is there any other, you know, things that you can say to our listeners about that? Like if they're having bad days or a really bad time in their life? Yeah, it, yeah. what I always say is that God never shuts a door that he doesn't open another or a window. It's always the darkest seas in our life that shapes our sails and, and shows the world who we really are because it is how we handle those times and their learning experiences. For instance, 
I've never done drugs in my entire life, never been an alcoholic, drunk. My body is my temple. When I pass over, um, you know, how could I be a guide for somebody who is an alcoholic, who is a drug addict? You see what I'm saying? Um, when I was younger, I used to be a bit judgmental of people and their different lifestyles, but I'm not like that anymore because I feel like everybody is where they're supposed to be in life because they manifest their own realities. I've known several people that had really bad realities, and when they put this belief system into place, they started changing their lives. Not everybody's going to be Donald Trump. You know, not everybody's going to be Godzillionaires. But you can make a significant difference in your life. You you really can in the lives of those that you love and the lives of others. I agree. I do agree. That's that's really good advice to others. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times people who are alcoholics or drug addicts, sometimes people have to go to those darkest regions to to come out on the other side and really shine, you know. Sometimes people need to go into that darkness and find out who they really are and then come out and, you know, and they can say, well, you know, I've experienced this or that. This is nothing, you know. I, I can handle anything in life if I can handle this. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a difference if they if they do that and they learn from it, and yet there's others who do that, and then they, they have that aha moment and everything's all grand, and then they're doing fine, and then they go back into that well. They go back to drinking yeah. and go back to drugs, and it's a repeated cycle where I don't feel, I feel like it's a cover-up. I feel like it's a mask, and they're not learning. Mm-hmm. That does happen to people, and even people who practice the law of attraction are not perfect. You know, everybody flips up and makes mistakes. We all stumble, and all you do is dust yourself off, and you get back up, and you press forward. And that, because life is a learning experience, and and you're you're a medium, are you not, Christine? Yes, I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 life is, you know, you know, as I do from talking to others on the other side, that we're put here on the planet as a learning ground to grow and to nurture. And I'll just use this as an example because this is like one of my pet peeves. Lots of times when I have psychics or mediums on, I've had a couple of kooky ones who say I'm in a constant state of trance. I see dead people all the time. <laughs> I I know I channel twenty angels or or I you know all this stuff at one time, and I know they are just BSing it so bad mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're put here on the planet, you know, to to be God's ears to be his hands, to be his eyesight. You know, I feel him in the wind. I feel him in the rain. I hear him in the ocean's breeze. You know, these sort of things. But I know that you're a lunatic, a borderline schizophrenic, if you're claiming all these things because, or just an outright lying, because God doesn't want us in a constant state of training. Right. He really doesn't. He wants us to help people. He wants us to experience sadness. He wants us to experience happiness. He wants us to do all those things to grow and to come back to him, just like you do as a parent. You want your child to experience the best that they can in life. And even when they have hardships and you have to watch them stumble, you know that they're learning a valuable lesson and you help them get back up on their feet. And so just as from a medium's perspective, you know, you can kind of understand it from that standpoint. Yeah, and there's an awful lot of people out there, too, who, you know, and they feel like that they don't belong in this world. And there are times that I say, I do not feel like I belong in this world either. But I do have the reality of the situation. I have a real job. I have kids. You know, I have a real life. And I'm not in that constant medium, you know, mode. I think that it would drive you nuts if you were. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. It's, it's a just... way to shut it, you know, down. Turn it down. I don't think I'd ever turn it off. I don't think I know how to turn it off, but it's turned down, and you know, mm-hmm. more times than if I want it. Like I went to the concert on Saturday or Friday night, and I was having a difficult, difficult time at turning my mediumship off. And my husband had to keep, you know, jabbing me in the arm because I was reading people and not meaning to read people. But, you know, I really didn't want to, but I, I completely <laughs> hear you that there uh-huh. are people who feel like they're in that constant, you know, mode. and it's uh-huh. not, Yeah, it's like not I said, right. if you saw dead people constantly um, 24-7, you just wouldn't be experiencing <laughs> what God had planned for you, I don't think. 
and um, it just, you would be schizophrenic. It just, you couldn't function here on the planet. Um, there's universal laws, I believe, to protect us against such behavior. And <laughs> okay, so do you think they are, schiz- like, people that are schizophrenic, do you think that's the problem that they're having, that they are channeling people? You know, I've wondered that about some of them. I wouldn't dare say that all of them. But I have wondered about some people that I've seen that are mentally ill that that they've really made me take a second look. And, and yet, I, I go on the other side, and I read for one lady not too long ago who came, it came through. This young girl came through around her, and I described her, and she started weeping and said, "I've seen her since I was a child, and I've been on schizophrenia drugs because of her." So, and I I get more that she was a medium than she was schizophrenic. I'm like, don't go off the drugs, but this girl is real, and um. But I agree with you. I think that there's an awful lot of um, people who are in the metaphysical who actually are mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Sorry to say that. <laughs> I get some really bad emails off of that one. Our, but I do. Yes, if anybody wants to send me hate mail, you can send it to Eastern Paranormal at easternparanormal.com. That's Eastern Paranormal at easternparanormal.com. <laughs> <laughs> Christy, where did I send your email to? They can send it at Christy at com. That's just fine and dandy and nice. Please you know. don't send any to Amy because I'm very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my old hard drive crashed. But um, I got a lot of great letters when my book came out. But you know what? I really enjoyed the hate mail the most. (laughs) Yeah, I I really did. It was really funny because most people that are very jealous or envious is simply because they don't have anything going on in their own lives. And if they would simply... If they would simply apply that energy to their own life, the energy that they spend being envious of others and jealous and petty, they would do great things in their own life. It's like a whole new show. We could share our hate mail. <laughs> I yeah. hate mail too, and I've actually kept it because once in a while I just have to laugh at it. You uh-huh. know me from, you know, Mary down the road. And yet because I'm in the metaphysical, they think that they're so much more superior than I am. I'm like, wait a minute, why are you judging me? You don't know what I do. Uh-huh. That's Gabrielle, didn't uh-huh. you write an article um, called Women in the Paranormal for a Women, magazine? Yeah, it was for Unexplained um, Magazine, and I pulled that out for you. Um, it was in 2006. Uh, the last one was in December of 2006, I do believe. But, yeah, I did I did um, Women of the Paranormal. I certainly and you did. you spotlighted the certain women in the paranormal, or did you just speak about women in the paranormal? Um, I spotlighted um, different women in the paranormal, different women in the paranormal. And, um, you know, because there are men in this field, and it was a predominantly male field for a long time, but there's a, a lot of women in the paranormal simply because the population of the planet, you know, women outnumber men. And um, I just felt like the men overpowered the women in the field. And there's some really great women out there doing some really great work. And, I mean, I think your ideal of the League of Extraordinary Paranormal Women is just a great ideal because we need somewhere where women can bond together and, you know, promote each other, you know, without catfighting and, and envy and jealousies and, and pettiness. And I love the ideal of that. It's a great thing that you're doing, Amy. You and I were speaking before this show, and we were talking about, I was, like, so proud of the fact that you've been nominated for this um, award, the the 2007 Paranormal Awards. And you said something that really struck me. And you said, not, you you took the, attention off of yourself and you said yeah and i hope next year more women are nominated and absolutely thought, it's just amazing that you thought mm-hmm. that you know and my immediate thought was well i hope our show helps more women get nominated uh-huh. because there are some women who are doing some great work and absolutely. Um, you know i find that a lot of women are like me they're just so curious you know that's why i ask spiritual questions when I do EVPs, because I want to know what's waiting on me when I get over there. And, <laughs> you know, why, you know, ask so, so many of the silly ones that people do? And I just try to focus on the positive and, you know, do positive things. My husband is where I can't discuss a lot about it, but he's working on an invention. If it ever gets to working, we'll make great strides in the line of communication. 
Oh. And so I'm really, when I founded Eastern Paranormal, that's www.easternparanormal.com, it was for the research. It wasn't to focus on me as a medium. Most people who know about Eastern Paranormal, it, it takes them a long time before they even realize I'm a medium because I put all my focus on the research that we do. Well, aren't you opening a page that will focus on you? Yep, yep. I took Gabrielle.com down um, a few years back to focus just on Eastern Paranormal. Um, I've purchased it again. Well, I've always owned it, but I purchased the thing to do, the website. And I will be posting it again. Um, I'm working with an agent to do gallery sessions up and down the east coast of the United States. Um, I hope to have my book out, A Glimpse Through the Veil, in 2008. What um, is that book exactly about? It's about portals or veils? It's, no, A Glimpse Through the Veil, it, it's about glimpsing through the veil. It's about what I've learned as a medium. Okay. Um, it's about um, things, you know, things on the other side and, and how that I see that they work and, and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, because... Life is short, and we all want to know, you know, what's waiting on us. You know, when we get over there, I, I firmly believe in reincarnation, but I know that I'm only me this one time. When I pass over, I become an accumulation of different lifetimes. Mm-hmm. So we should all want to know where we're going and why. You know, just like I asked that lady, that EVP question, why are you on the level that you're on? Because I want to go on the best level I can go on. You know, I, yeah. I've i heard people in church say, I don't care if I'm a janitor in heaven as long as I get a broom closet or something. <laughs> what the heck with that? <laughs> I want me a suite. <laughs> I want the works. I don't want to be a janitor. <laughs> I don't want to be a janitor in this life, and I don't want to be a janitor in the next. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> So, why be a janitor? <laughs> That's it. But I mean, I've actually heard heard people say it several times in church, different people. And I mean, I understand what they're saying. Just as long as I don't go to hell, because they believe in a physical hell, and so. I can understand from their standpoint what they're saying, but that's just not how I see things. But it also goes with the law of attraction. If you hope to be a janitor in heaven, you need to be a janitor in heaven. That's so right. I'll be a little, a little cautious about even saying that. Hope for the best. Hope for the best. People. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, um, I also got an EVP the other day. I, I asked, did you see a white light when you passed? And and he said no. He said it plainly. He said no really loud. Uh-huh. So, you know, <clears throat> that makes you wonder that about some of the people who are earthbound, yeah, because some of them don't see the light or some right. of them turn away from the light. Right. Um, they they run. Yeah, they and, deny the light, so absolutely. Mm-hmm, they do. And some I wonder, and I, I feel like some of them it, it doesn't come for right away. And I'm not saying it's sometimes it can be because it's their choice on a on you know and and other people perhaps it's because they have a lesson to learn down here for a little while longer. Well, what I, do you think, I, Christy? I agree completely, and that's how I see those that have crossed over also when I'm reading for people or if I'm doing an investigation, there might be somebody who I think that they had a pretty good life, but there is still some things that they're supposed to learn, um, a little ghost whisper around it. You know, there is some sort of mission that they're supposed to complete within themselves, more or less, not necessarily finding, you know, somebody to communicate a message to, you know, their loved one. But um, I do think that there is a, uh, they don't all see the light. They just don't. And, I, and I've and i helped, and I don't know about you, but I'm I'm sure that you have. I've helped some see the light you know, try to convince them to go to the light and others who just plain refuse to. You mm-hmm. know, they say, yep, I see something, but I'm too scared and I'm not going to go. Yeah, my son called me today and asked me like 100 questions about life after death. And I was like, what are you doing? It's like he was taking notes. <laughs> and he was, you know, like he was really concerned and stuff about why some people linger and stay. And I was just boldly honest with him. I said, because of lots of reasons. Sometimes people have addiction issues and they don't want to let go of those addiction issues. It can be an addiction to a person. It right. can be ad- addictions to, to drugs, 
money, sex. I mean, lots of lots of things. It can. It you just obsessions. You know, you just don't know. It depends on the spirit. But the ideal thing is that we do cross over properly and we do go into the light. And we do go on to another plane and eventually reincarnate, and the whole cycle starts again. Well, listen, I've heard things about children that they get confused and they don't know to go into the light. Is that true? There is a documentary. I haven't seen it. That guy Saint from MySpace sent it to me on children in the paranormal. Have you guys seen it? Mm-mm. But I'd love it if you sent it to me. Well, I'll have to get it from my sister's MySpace or Michelle. Okay. She's listening from West Virginia Mountain Mamas. I think she went over to my sister's MySpace and and um, watched it. That was a disturbing video. Um, <laughs> it um, kind of goes against the law of attraction. But it was talking about how many children had been discovered in mass graves from orphanages and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I have to say that I have, and it, I think that it boasts that a certain percentage of EVPs were captured with children. I don't know if it was that high, but I have noticed about 25% of the EVPs I've captured are are children, and I do find that a bit disturbing. I'll be honest yeah. with you. And I have I've caught some children EVPs, and they're they're eerie. They're more eerie than the adult ones. I'll say that. Uh huh. A demonologist will always swear that uh, not always, but the majority of the time they will swear that that is demonic. But yeah. I don't believe so. Um, I've had instances here at my home. Um, I, I've seen them and. Um, I would love to tell you that I know all and I see all, but I don't know all and I don't see all. I do not know why some children linger, but they do. Perhaps it's the Peter Pan syndrome is what I call it. I need to put that in my paranormal dictionary, but that's a term I come up with myself from children who run from the light, who don't want to grow up, who just want to have a good time. Um, But do you think that it could possibly be even the adults that that have a traumatic death or have an accident or some sort, that I, you also, at least I, I tend to get EVPs off of those who committed suicide or there is just, you know, a fire or there is a different accident. And it seems like the children that I've received, you know, the EVPs are similar. It's not like they died, you know, a net, like they had a cancer and they passed away and they went to the light. It's more of a daddy killed me or... Um, there was a fire, or they had, you know, a plague. You know, it was just, it seemed to be a, more of a traumatic type of a thing. Yeah, I've gotten some of them, um, and then I've gotten some of the others. So I just can't tell you unequivocally an answer for that. I, I just can't. Um, I'm still looking into that. Um, I've got a foul, just four children EVPs, and um it's just it's a disturbing trend that is really growing out there and i i just simply do not have an answer for it um you know our the ideal situation is that grace would abound with children and they would be swept up you know immediately but but they're not you know some are not well i think the another thing in the paranormal field that um i like is that people from all faiths religions Um, are in it, and somehow they are managing to get along. And I think that's amazing Mm -hmm. because, you know, out in the regular world, you know, there's a lot of um, religious discord. And But so far in the paranormal field, knock on wood, I haven't noticed too many religious bashing or anything. It seems people are accepting people of all faiths, you know. Um, I believe in a higher power, but I'm not Christian. I was raised Lutheran. But I don't follow the Christian faith, and I know Christy was raised Lutheran, and I don't know if she still follows that faith. But I have a lot of people that are Wiccan friends, pagan friends. Um, I don't have any Buddhist friends, but I love a Buddhist friend. <laughs> I have a Buddhist friend. I love my Buddhist friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, but anyway, I don't you agree that so far there's been not a lot of bashing. And yeah, that's that's great. If only the whole world was that way because most of our wars boil down to religious differences. And I absolutely agree with that. And um, you're right. I think most of us, and the Gabrielle.com that I'm getting ready to put back in, um, it's a kind of, kind of blend, the spiritual with the paranormal. There are some people who see the paranormal as kind of scary and spooky, 
and that's sex. really that's really not how it should be. Yeah, it, most of us who who are interested in the paranormal, it has been because of experiences in our own life, and we're searching for answers. You know, yeah. we want to know. And well, you know, we're your neighbors, we're coaches, and you know, I'm I'm a, a judge for Christ's sakes here in town, a voting judge. And um, you know, we're from all walks of life. We do all sorts of things. And, um, you know, it's for that reason. It's not that we're into vampirism or anything really dark or sorcery or something on the darker side of things. It's that we're looking for answers. And I think that's why they all get along so well because um, at some point you realize there is a lot more out there than what you were told as a child. And I think once you actually embrace, I was raised Lutheran, and my kids still attend parochial school. I don't completely concur with all of the teachings, but when I actually embraced becoming, you know, just becoming the medium that I always have been, and the psychic and going after the spiritualist side, I actually feel closer to God than I ever did when I was, you know, being taught it in school. I feel so much closer to the angels and the guides and actually the teachings, and they make more sense to me from this point of view than they did from the, you know, being beaten by the Bible and the theology sense of it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, you know, are, are becoming unified because of that. Mm-hmm. I think mine really started out as a religious study for ages, and then it turned into more of a paranormal study for me personally, because it just, you know, it just life just led that way for me. So that's just how it how it panned out for me personally, and I think that's how it's panned out for most people I know that have their own groups. They're just simply looking for answers. They've had a haunting in their own home. Um, they've seen things since they were a child or something, something along those lines that just told them that there was more out there than they were being told on Sunday mornings. And, and they're, they're see, seeking the supernatural, you know. I you know, I hate to use that word occult, occultish and things like that. It's just it has such a negativeness to it. And I would rather say the supernatural. They're seeking a supernatural experience. They're seeking you know, the supernatural, to to understand why they see these things that they see or they hear these things they've heard or, you know, whatnot. Well, we're racing up on the 9 o'clock hour, so I want to just kind of wrap things up about the law of attractions. Gabrielle, how would you say if someone wants to start incorporating the law of attraction into their life, what would be the best way to start? All right. Well, they should always remember that the law of attraction is that likes attract likes. So when you think a thought, you're also attracting thoughts like it. So you make your own reality. Thoughts are magnetic and thoughts are are on a frequency. So as you think thoughts, they are sent out into the universe and, they're, and they magnetically attract like things to them on the same Frequency, so everything returns to the source, it returns to you. Um, You are a transmission tower, you're transmitting a frequency with your thoughts. If you want to change anything in your life, your weight, your income, your husband, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) No, we all love our husbands, we all love our husbands, every one of us. We love the yes. men. We love the men. Maybe some of the ones out there listening now, I'm joking. Change the frequency by changing your thoughts. Okay. Your your current thoughts are creating your, your future life. That's really a lot when you really think about it, that your thoughts are creating your future life. What you think about the most and focus on will manifest in your life. So if you're thinking very negatively, then negative things are going to happen in your in your life. Your thoughts will become things eventually. Have you guys read the water crystal um, studies? Those are phenomenal, mind-boggling. Oh. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about, Christy? And in fact, my my daughter has the water crystal tarot cards, and she's just embra- You know, she just really loves those. It, it seems really complicated to me, but um, uh-huh. she, we're I, planning I have on. At Eastern Paranormal to to do some of the water crystal studies, but what it is, Amy, is that Dr. Emoto he found that when he froze the water and he put 
positive things on it, positive music like symphonies, and he put love and joy and things like that. It formed beautiful crystals. Okay. But when he put horrible words on there like hate, um, ugly, you know, negative words, the crystals would sometimes get a yellow color and they'd be all broke up and distorted. And when you think about our bodies, what are our bodies? Are they 80 or 90% water? I think they're 90%. I think they're 90, yeah. Yeah, they're a lot of water. So, again, this goes back to that. If you're bringing in a lot of negative thoughts, if you're thinking really bad things about other people all the time and gossiping, if you're doing these sort of things, what's this doing to the 80% of your body or 90% of your body that, that is water? Fogging it up, clouding it up. Yeah. What you think shall persist. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So we're going to do some of those experiments. I'm looking so forward to it. And I'm going to do one on a personal personal level with my own water because I drink water all day long and see if I notice a difference. But we're going to actually do a controlled experiment with that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, great. So what's in when you get that? Because I'm really interested in that. Yeah, I find that work fascinating. Uh, I really do. He's he's a fascinating man and has done some wonderful, wonderful work. Gabrielle, if somebody wants to contact you, how would they go about doing that? The easiest way, because most people spell my name wrong, <laughs> is just to contact me at Eastern Paranormal at easternparanormal.com. Again, that's Eastern, E-A-S-T-E-R-N, Paranormal, P-A-R-A-N-O-R-M-A-L, Eastern Paranormal at easternparanormal.com. Okay. Well, we really appreciate having you on. It was a great show. Um, you're just a wonderful person. Well, thank you, and me and you will be connecting later about your show, and I will talk to you ladies later. You guys have a great night, and I really enjoyed being on here with you. Okay. Thanks for the pleasure. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, I just love her. She's she's just brilliant. You can just feel that loving energy off of her. It's wonderful. She's wonderful. Um, I want to talk about who we're having on next week. Next week I've lined up a really exciting person. It's Lisa Shell. You know, I don't know why um, the universe put these words. <laughs> I can't pronounce, but her name <laughs> is S H I E L. So the I would be silent, right? Shell, Lisa Shell. Sure. We did this last week. It feels like deja vu. You did it with somebody Yeah, else. I know. Sure. Lisa Shield. <laughs> sure. Okay, she's yeah. the author of the um, Backyard, Backyard Bigfoot, and she's also signed up to co-write the sequel to Weird Michigan, um, appropriately entitled Strange Michigan. So that should be a really good show next week. Yeah, I'm going to try and call in. I'll be in Maryland, and I might see Bigfoot when I'm there because the cottage that we rented, it, it's just state park all around it. So right. I don't know. I, well, Shannon, I might be able to get us an interview with Bigfoot while we're there. Shannon from the league um, is going to be with me just in case that you can't call in, but I hope you can because, you know, love to talk to you. And uh, <laughs> let's tell everybody our website. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at... Um, on MySpace, we're on MySpace, of course, um, at myspace.com forward slash extraordinary para women. And, or you can contact me, Amy, at hauntedhillsdale.com or hauntedhillsdale at comcast.net. And how can they contact you? They can contact me, Christy, at tangledwishes.com or I'm on MySpace also, myspace.com slash tangledwishes. Yeah. So um, we also have an exciting event in October, October 30th. It's a hunting experience at the um, Fox and Hounds Inn. And I did get the, our ad uploaded, so I'm going to play that for everybody. And it kind of tells all our spaces and where to reach us and what's going on and all that exciting stuff. Great. Okay, so I'm going to play that and then uh, play the closing, and that will be it. So great. Have a good night then. Yeah. Join us next week, um, Sunday at eight PM, where we'll be talking to Lisa Shell, backyard Bigfoot author. And uh, have a good night, Christy. You too, good night. Night.
Hey, this is Amy from Haunted Hillsdale. And this is Christy from Tangled Wishes. We have something really exciting we want to talk to you about. It's called a haunting experience. On October 30th in Bloomfield, Michigan, we'll be at Fox and Hounds. And we have some really exciting speakers lined up. Todd of Nightwatch Radio, as well as Fiverr, a ufologist based out of Michigan, and some more that we just can't disclose yet. Along with that, we're going to be having ghost stories, a paranormal investigation in areas of the restaurant and inn that have never been investigated, and ending with a seance around midnight. So if you're interested in joining us for this very exciting experience, please go to www.myspace.com forward slash haunting experience. Or you could email Amy from Haunted Hillsdale at hauntedhillsdale at comcast.net. Or you can visit me at www.tangledwishes.com. So please come join us for a haunting experience. Thank you.